Welcome to the Love Cars on the Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman. Welcome to episode 33 of Love Cars on the Grid, your global motorsport roundup podcast. This week, we look back at WEC from Bahrain, uh, NASCAR from Martinsville, I think it was, which was had the most bizarre <laughs> twist to it. The 50th Formula Ford Festival, where Tiff wasn't there because he was celebrating yes. his 70th birthday, uh, and the British Rally Championship from Randidno. And then we're also going to look forward to the, this coming weekend. So we've got the Mexican Grand Prix, we've got the final round of WEC again in Bahrain, MotoGP in Portimao, and NASCAR from Phoenix, Arizona. But we've got to start. We've got to start surely with NASCAR, as opposed to normally go with a bit of WEC or Formula One or something. But I know. I, mean, I, I, I always worry, you know, I'm trying to encourage people to watch it, but oh, the race was actually as dull as anything for about 450 of the 500 laps. I was hoping you weren't watching it because there are some races in NASCAR, you know, that I try to get people to watch that aren't that exciting. But of course, it was the last round before they cut eight down to four. So it was a crucial race for who was going to get through to the grand finale next week. There was only four drivers that could win the title and whoever finishes in the front of the four wins the title. Um, but it, it just all suddenly kicked off because Brad, the, there was, it was looks like that Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr. and Chase Elliott uh, quickly qualified, grabbed one of the four spots by leading and getting enough um, the, the staging points for the, the section. So he, Chase Elliott was through. So then it looked easy. Hamlin and Truex had all the points and everybody else was out. Then all of a sudden, Keselowski started moving up from 20th to 14th to 8th. And Keselowski was like seventh in the points. So he had to win. He was never going to get in through points. And then um, Kyle Larson got caught speeding twice, having been up at the front of the pack, the number five. Uh, so he was at the back of the pack. So he dropped out of contention. And the number nine, Chase had been leading. He got punted sideways. So then all the guys tried to get the final points places were suddenly moving up the field and moving up. And it, and it got to the stage where, you know, the because it, it has plus one and plus one and minus one, as you know, and it changes all the time. And um, there was um, out front, mixing it out front, of course, was um, Bowman, who would very much win. He, he, he's not in the chase. He's already out of it, but he wanted to win a race. So he was mixing it with the front. Kozlowski was catching everybody up. Tension was rising. Then Truex, <laughs> who could have cruised round and got in, he hit the back of a car when they all got a bit tight, damaged his own car. So he dropped backwards and had to pit. Oh, it was getting to, at one stage. I think uh, Kyle Busch, Truex Jr., and Keselowski were all on the same zero points as to who would get through to the final four. So it was massive pressure. Uh, but in the middle of this, as I say, you know, Bowman was trying to win the flipping race. Um, and on one of the restarts, because the 11, Hamlin had been leading, but Hamlin was fairly well in on points, so he didn't have to win, maybe. Anyway, um, to go with the interview at the end, Bowman actually on a restart really got into the back of um, the number 11 quite heavily pushed him wide at a corner and overtook him. But as Bowman said in his post-race interview, because we're building up to what we're going to talk about, um, that he actually let Hamlin back by. You know, he yeah. said, that was a mistake. I outbreak myself. I'm really sorry. I didn't want to win by wrecking him. Um, I let him by. Which is very well, honourable and the right thing to do. Yeah, very. Exactly. So while the points is going on between Kyle Bush and Truex Jr. and Keselowski's coming, Keselowski was up to third trying to win. Um, Bowman 
trying to take the lead legitimately, just got slightly out of control underneath him at the tight corner and knocked the number 11 into the wall. Now, luckily, the damage wasn't too big. Otherwise, the number 11 would have gone out on point. So, anyway, but he didn't put Hamlin out of the, the final four, so he's still through as well. But then at the end, we then saw... <laughs> and this is what NASCAR does, or this driver's just... It was crazy! Uh, well, yeah, so Bowman just parked up, didn't he, in front of the beginning to wave to the crowd, you know. And all of a sudden, having not gone to the pit as he should have done, you know, Hamlin comes around, locks up all the front brakes, crossed the front of him, and then Bowman did a little spin turn to get away from him, and then well, he just charged. He, he didn't really get away from him. He he, I thought he was going to start doing donuts around him, which would have been... Yes, I was hoping he would. Yeah, yeah, I was hoping he was going to do a Tiffany but, Del loop. Yeah. For, for those of you that didn't it, see it, it was like, it, you know when you see on TV, on the movies, when a when a baddie balls it in front of somebody and just blocks the road in front of them, just literally all four wheels locked up in front of him. And it was like, what is he doing? But then, as you say, we both, I was hoping as well, Tiff, that he was going to do what you did and just do donuts around him. But they were nose. Wait, Hamlin, they went into it. Shoved him back. Pushing him. And it, I think if it wasn't for his engineer on, on the comms saying, Look at the bigger picture. Look at the bigger picture. Bigger picture, Danny. I think he would have still be there pushing him now until he ran out of fuel. I haven't read anything this time. I'm sure the will fines will be made. They like, you know, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollar fines in NASCAR. I'm sure there may be some fines coming. But it was the most bizarre end. The tension, the last 50 laps, you know, it's only about 20 seconds a lap. You know, it was all they were all ticking over very fast. But yeah, then yeah, the interviews me. afterwards. You know, I was going to say about the interviews. Hamlin, the, he's a boneheaded idiot. He couldn't win a race if he tried, only because he had the best car and he wrecked me. And oh, but I and didn't the, realize Hamlin's Hamlin not very. Yeah, he wasn't very popular. So the crowd aren't too keen on Hamlin, or was it just that one incident? Well, I think even even the sort of the people not not a fan of either. They like a bump and run. So the fact that the Bowman hadn't won a race for a long time and he gave him a tap, they like someone tapping to win. Uh, if I was amazed that Kyle Busch, who was following Bowman on the last lap of the last restart, didn't launch into him. and Because if Kyle won, he would have got through to the last four. Instead, he was the one that was first out in fifth place. But there was, there was so many... Because at one stage, with, with 50, about 30 laps to go, they actually ran three different screens. You probably weren't watching that. You'd probably fallen asleep by that bit when it got good. <laughs> so we had the battle for the lead between Bowman and, and, and Hamlin. We had the battle for second between um, Keslowski and Bush. We had the battle for fifth between Truex and, and the number one car. So literally, you're having to watch three tense battles. Um, so, yes, 450 laps of, of slightly boring racing, followed by 50 laps of mayhem, post-race interviews. If you haven't seen it, go to motorsport.com and have a look yeah. after this uh, podcast, of course. But uh, after this podcast. Well, go to NASCAR. NASCAR.com NASCAR. also have lots of films uh, retweeting the highlights of races and filming. The most but, uh, it's the most bizarre thing. Maybe we'll tweet it on, we'll, we'll retweet it or something as well. So you can, uh, <laughs> if you follow us on Twitter. But it was very bizarre. <laughs> should we head over to, we head over to Bahrain? Which a slightly more tranquil motorsport. I mean, it's, it's so sad. I mean, there's nobody in the grandstands. You know, they're all out on the grid having Tragic. the parades and nobody watching. And I, I think it's only on, um, I think it's on motorsport.com, isn't it? The, the live streaming. It's not televised anywhere. Uh, you know, maybe because it's two Toyotas are out front all the time. And uh, it was another good win for seven cars. So Mike Conway, Camille Kobayashi and uh, Jose Maria Lopez increased their championship leagues. So we're all hoping that Mike Conwell retain his world title and add it to his Le Mans win this year. But I mean, I didn't really watch any of it. I mean, I read the reports as, as the race was going on, but um, 
there was very little of excitement going on. Well, um, Tom Blomquist, our, our LMP2 boy, he finished second in class, but he's losing his battle. They, they dropped away a bit because the leaders of the LMP2 class uh, finished ahead of them. You were saying? No, I think the only takeaways for me are uh, our man Ollie Webb. He was uh, in his class. They were running third. They had yeah. some problems towards the end, uh, so they had to retire. And Anthony Davidson, uh, he's, yeah, and uh, yeah, he's going to hang. He's up retiring. His, uh, racing boots. I know. I know. Shame. I know. Because he fin- he finished third in the LMP2 class. He's had a good season, you know, but. I think probably the, the work with Sky, where he's the best re- reviewer. He I think he's is brilliant. The, the best he's, analyst, best yeah. analyst of post-race action there is. I think he says it correctly and, and doesn't favour anyone and uh, has a very good analytical brain. But you know, he's 42 years old, and I think to commit to those World Endurance Championships, the pre- he, he missed a lot of Grand Prix because they're clashing, and, and they're flipping hard work. You know, it was 44 degrees centigrade or something out in Bahrain that weekend, so it's hot, hard racing that he has to keep very fit to do. He's probably decided, you know, yeah, well, and time to enough. sit on a sit in a skybox and earn probably more money and uh, and enjoy a relaxed life. He's got a young family, so well done, Ed. Yeah, he, well done, he did say retired from professional racing, which I'm delighted he said because <laughs> I think we'll see him at Goodwood at Silverstone. Like, so hopefully, hopefully, Ant, we'll see you out there, Goodwood. Come and have some fun with the old timers. Not that you're old, Ant. Obviously, you're he's only 42. Not old. He's a young whippersnapper, 42. But I would like to say he would he would add lots of energy to the paddock. But I actually, that's what's endearing about him. He he he's not perhaps like you and I that are sort of bouncing around and no no. You know, he's, he's very, very cool, cool and calculated. Calm, yeah. Calculated. And he's very, very good. He had a Grand Prix career. You know, he never got into a good Grand Prix car, but he did a lot of Grand Prix and he's done the other sports cars. And uh, he's had a great racing career and uh, wonderful. Yeah. Actually, the main controversy in Bahrain was the GTEs because um, they suddenly took 25 horsepower off the Ferraris. James Collado leading the championship. Um, And apparently there's always been, they introduced a computerised balance of power, which tells you when you've got to lose power, add weight. In fact, the maximum power you can lose is an 18 horsepower downward step if you're winning all the races. Well, all of a sudden, Bahrain, not on the computerized system, the FIA just said, Ferrari, you boost down, you're losing 25 horsepower. Didn't give an explanation to the team or to the press. They just said, you're cut. So the two Porsches that they've been battling the championship dominated the race. Um, Collado was third, the best he felt he could do with the Ferrari, but his, his championship lead is down to one point. So the Ferrari said, well, you've got to put us back where we were um, for the final round. And so this balance of power is still a, a nightmare in motorsport. We're going to get it with the future. You know, we're all excited about the World Endurance Championship growing with Ferrari and Porsche and Audi, all sorts joining in. But half of the field are going to be in the DPI, the American regulations, and half are going to be in the hypercar regulations. Um, and they always have to be balanced to try and make a fair race. But for some, yeah. it's never fair. Yeah. Anyway, James, we hope you flipping well nail it the weekend and we'll have a British champion, hopefully the, we'll have a British champion overall, a British GTE pro champion. And maybe Tom Blomquist, if he gets a really good result, he can still win it um, if the if the bunch in front of him fall out. So plenty okay. of it. If you can find it, motorsport, it's an eight-hour race, the final. So it's a long old haul around Bahrain. Watch, we should watch with interest in a couple of weeks, which we'll come on to uh, next week. Uh, I'm actually doing an endurance race and I think it's going to be a bit, probably a little bit chillier than 40 <laughs> degrees, 45 degrees. Might be a bit wetter because I'm doing the race. Are you my hero? Yeah. Going well done. Well, well I've hours. always, you know, I've always, I know, I've, 
I've always explained I've, I've done too many too many laps of of, of uh, angles. See, that's normally the summer. It's lovely. You're doing the catering. Yeah, doing the catering, which um, oh, yeah. Well, I think it's the only chance of a podium because Fred's in our group. So Fast Freddy's in our our, team, our team. Sorry, um, a lot. We, we're going to put a paddle up car in. So anyone that hasn't seen paddle up, they're an online uh, auction. Um, but uh, they're yeah, really really cool outfit that, that sell cars in the UK or sell cars all over the world. So they're very kindly putting a paddle up car into the uh, race of remembrance and invited myself and Freddie along, plus someone from Mission Motorsport to race. So that how long is a stint then? Do you, do you know how long a stint is going to be? Well, it's a twelve hour the race. Fuel. It's a twelve hour yeah, race. How long does the fuel last? And it depends whether it rains, of course, because if it rains, you're using less revs. So you know yeah. that, but just to tell tell the viewers. But so if it rains, you're using less less revs, so your fuel goes longer. But Typically, it's since about an hour and ten minutes, so it's not too long. Not too. Bad. And each pit stop takes about four minutes, so we're trying to just work out. We want to maximise the stint as long as possible, but if somebody don't double stint, don't be an idiot, don't be brave, uh, don't be bold, do because sometimes you do an hour. When I used to race at Le Mans, you feel pretty fresh, you know. We did two hours, and you're completely knackered. So, <laughs> no, no. Good no, luck no. with that. So, thank you. We're, 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 When's we're, that then? Two weeks time. Two yeah, weeks. Yeah. So time. it's uh, remembrance. Sunday is uh, sorry, yeah, two so, weeks time. Yeah, two weeks time. Two weeks time. So thirteenth yeah. and fourteenth of um, of November. So we look forward to bringing that to you in a couple of weeks time. But this week we still got to focus on some a really amazing. And I, I know it's dear to your heart. The the uh, Formula Ford fiftieth Formula Ford festival. And I'm, I felt so. guilty not being there. But well, when it you, had a, my you had a fairly good reason. Seventieth <laughs> birthday celebrations. Which, by the way, I'm not a big fan. Before we come to Formula Ford, is it true that you had dinner on Friday night on your birthday with Landau Norris? Landau well, Norris, it, not Landau. Wasn't, Landau. Wasn't quite, wasn't quite with Landau. But just as we were leaving, my, one of my sons said, that bloke looks like Landau Norris over there. And I turned around and thought, well, it was Landau. And, uh, of course, I was quite surprised. He'd been racing in America. He's racing in Mexico this weekend. And he'd come home. But I think for air flight now, if you're in first class, it's so relaxing. That's so easy. Just fall asleep. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, want, I had to wander over. You know, I had to wander over. And he gave a big smile and stood up and shook my hand. And uh, I just said, yeah, thanks for all the entertainment. Keep on at it. You know, so it was very quick. Uh, but it was nice. It's always nice when you see someone that then, you know, says hello and a nod. He's a yeah. wonderful guy, lad. He's a big, he had a huge table of friends with him. I didn't want to interrupt at all, but uh, he did uh, say hello. But yeah, we had a nice oh, time. And it's and it's nice. Um, it's nice. He, I, I guarantee you, and uh, you're very modest, but I guarantee he'll have uh, massive respect for you as well because he would have grown up watching <laughs> on TV. Just, yeah, you don't realise this. It's, it's, you know, look at look at Chris Harris over the weekend. Chris Harris said that you were. You were the person that Is made it, him yeah, do what he does. You know, to do it, yeah. you, you don't realize this. Nice, nice. And it was fabulous to see all so many positive comments about yeah. your birthday. It was so yeah. good. It was, I, it was very yeah, really, rewarding. And, yeah. and even our little the, the, the thing you've put together on Love Cars, you know, that's had 20,000 views, you know, beat some of our own tests. So thank you very much uh, for that. So bizarre how the internet um, works. We try so hard with our uh, YouTube algorithms, as, as you all know. And, and we just put something on the we edited on iMovie because we didn't use the, the main editors. And, uh, you know, but, but I think because it's you and because it's some of your best moments <laughs> we've had over the last few years. And there was so many moments. It was so hard to pick 70 because <laughs> there was so many that, that, that we had to cut out because we wanted to keep it at 70. But it was very good. But Formula Ford 50th Festival. Festival. Yeah. Uh, I did the first, first, well, I did the first four of them from 72 to 75. 
Uh, finished seventh in the very first. It was around the Sneston Long Circuit, the full old-fashioned, wonderful 2.7. In fact, if it had been at the old circuit, I probably would have gone and done it. But Brand's short circuit in an old car, you're getting beaten up by kids and everybody and modern <laughs> machinery. So I didn't really want to. And in the end, and the weather's usually rubbish, and it was again, bless them. Uh, but I just, I mean, I've only got the name of the winner, Jamie Sharp, and it's still a wonderful, wonderful event to win. I mean, at one stage, you know, there were 100. 30 cars entering and from all over all over the world the germans came over the dutch came over the spanish came over you know it was brilliant i mean now it's very much a sort of national racing scene the irish boys come over a lot from northern and the south but it's still a prestige event so they're all banging into each other's wheels and falling off but the best story is jan magnus who won it in 1992 uh, got rent to the car, got given a car. He finished 11th in the final. So, real big up for Yan to, to go back there. And uh, I'm not sure what age Yan is now, but uh, have a go. So, I felt guilty I wasn't down there Formula Ford Festival. You, you had a 50. very. But next, well, next year is the 50th anniversary. People always jump at the 50th running now. In the old days, it was just the anniversaries you'd celebrate. So, it's only actually the 49th anniversary. So, maybe next ah, year. Okay. Not so, promising. So, this might be the most ridiculous thing I've ever said, and I've said some pretty ridiculous things, but were you at the first one 50 years ago? 49 I just years ago? I finished seventh. I oh, finished that's what you finished seventh at that yeah, one? Oh, yeah. wow. So you would have, if you were in it, if you were in this race, you would have been the only person to be in the first. And yeah, the, same car, yeah. So you same can do that car, same driver. Same car, same driver. Next year, that. 50th anniversary. Uh, is it a BRSBC <laughs> event? Is it? A, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> battle with Danny Sullivan for seventh place and a big fight with Danny Sullivan. Let's try and improve on that. Went on to win next year. Let's try and improve on that. We'll um, we'll see what we can do. Uh, British Rally Championships in Holland. Yeah, we tried last week. We tried to highlight the British Rally Championship. And some of the Twitters said thanks for noticing us because the British Rally Championship doesn't get much coverage. Uh, they were up, but they were based in Clandidno. Clandidno. Okay, now you've got me going. Clandidno. And, Clandidno. Uh, yeah. The, the worst thing is, I'm worried about upsetting the Welsh by not pronouncing clan good clan. I'm going to read it again now. Well, got me going, clan no, good. No. But also yeah. the winner, Oisin Price. Is it Oisin? O S I N. Oisin Price. I think it's Oisin. Uh, and his co driver, Noel O'Sullivan. They won it in their Volkswagen Polo. Um, so congratulations to them. There's one more round in uh, in Ireland, Northern Ireland, in a couple of weeks' time, where he's now leading the championship. So, Price, Mr. Price. Jeez, Good luck these, with that. These boys can drive. And, um, they are fearless, aren't they? They are. I know, and hopefully people are out in the forest because those are the classic uh, Welsh stages. There'll be a big crowd out in Ireland on their streets. They have great crowds there because they, they love they love their rallying more in Ireland. I think in, in the mainland Britain. So uh, hopefully there'll be a good crowd out there. There's lots of different classes. I should have gone through winners because of the junior category and all sorts. But rallying is still alive and just about kicking, and uh, it's still a fantastic sport to go and watch. What's your best rally uh, experience in your life? Didn't you didn't you do something? With Colin well, I've Bray survived. Once? I've done two of the World Championship events. Two. I won my very first rally, which was a one make Ford RS two thousand. Everybody um, one else make championship. Down? No, don't you start. <laughs> there was a very talented future rally. I was quite shocked that I won it. To be honest, I'd, I had it with um, Tony Mason. Was me? Tony Mason. You know, we were top. We were a top gear entry, and so uh, yeah, a couple of one of one of the top front runners dropped out, but I beat a couple of a hendy boy i beat so um now i'm a hendy ambassador i do bring that up quite often <laughs> um but yes yeah, so that was my first was a rally cornwall which i won the class and i went from rally cornwall to rally gb at a ford sierra cosworth and survived finished that 27th overall i think 
again, that's about, you know, there were about 200 entries, but I was in a, a good car. And then I did the very icy one and hated it in the front wheel drive Skoda when it was all sheet ice and I had no control over anything. Did that is Scottish some, rally. So I've done about four rallies. And only, only, I've always the got the car. No, you can't have them. That's the whole point. Uh, okay. British rally championship through the forests. You're not allowed any studs. So and the further down the grid you were, field grid, uh, the, the front runners polish it more and more and more. So by the time us <laughs> amateurs turn up, it's just... Because the point is that the professionals, you'll see they'll go off, they'll put two wheels off the tracks, get into softer snow because there's more grip. But of course, they, they'll widen the sort of road, but polish more of it. So there's, there's less of grip anywhere. What happens if I was permanently out of control. What happens if there's a boulder? What? On the side of, what happens if there's a boulder on the side of the road? Under well, the they, they'll they'll lose the front wheel and regret it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's an no, incredible sport. I'm, it is an incredible sport. Incre- so but, I, I, and it, but it is. We would point in my most bizarre motorsport moment of my life. Because on this icy rally, we couldn't get up the hills. I mean, it was five miles an hour. We had front wheel driving, of course. <laughs> and I saw these these headlamps were catching me up the hill. So I thought, oh, God, because, you know, you can't stop because then you'll never get going again, and I can't really hold them up. So I pulled over to the side. I think it was a left-hand drive car, so I pulled this way. And the next thing I saw was Rachel or Stephanie Simonite, one of the Simonite sisters, pull it, walking past me with a rope over her shoulder, pulling her sister up the hill to get fast, <laughs> to get six miles an hour instead of three miles an hour. In a world championship motorsport event, I was overtaken by a girl or a woman pulling her sister with a rope. Incredible. Oh, are we going to see that Incredible. next week in the Mexican Grand Prix? No, I don't think anybody pulling it. There might be some pushing and shoving going on. Uh, yeah, building this tension, building and building. And of course, uh, Mexico's got that great big long straight, the controversial. Every time you have an S bend, S bends always create more mayhem. Look at Monza, two contacts, and the first corner at Imola. Because um, you push someone right, then you've got the next corner. And of course, the end of that big straight in Mexico is right, and then a short straight, and then left, and then right again. So if you try to go around the outside, you then get shoved off, and you go across the grass, and then is that track limit? So that oh, it's going to ooh. <laughs> Hope, hopefully, it's going to be. Hopefully, they'll both be on the same sort of pace. Um, and the Bottas and Perez, you see, Perez might up his ante a bit. You know, and I know he's finished third but he's still way off Verstappen's pace but maybe the Mexican crowd will get to Perez up to pace more and Bottas will have a good weekend it's, I've actually had four cars it's a two really horse four race. cars it's a two horse race I think Perez and Bottas could play their part Perez will more than Bottas but it's a two horse race they're, 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 <laughs> those two are so far ahead of anybody else uh, Hamilton and uh, Verstappen they're, so, they're, they're two exceptional talents the crowd is so it's a great crowd there but it's always a fantastic atmosphere and that sort of in the what used to, I think it used to be a, a baseball ground didn't it? but they had a huge um, grandstand just before the chicane before the, they're stupidly slow corners in front of this massive crowd but yeah Lewis has done a few donuts there once or twice which I think is really yeah. cool they should let them do that a bit more but he would have got fine. I'm buzzing for it when will it be it'll be sort of 6pm English time I'm not trying to look at the clocks yeah I know exactly yeah a couple of coronas the beers when you say coronas should we in this day and age uh, it's probably the wrong beer <laughs> to choose but what's another Mexican beer soul soul lager um, but yeah anyway, so mo- we've mentioned WEC back in Bahrain um Motorcycle. Yeah, where well, we hope we'll have two British champions. We'll, we'll just move a bit north, not far from Mexico, is Phoenix with, with the uh, NASCAR finale. So that's around the one-mile tri-oval in the deserts at Phoenix. 
Um, so that's the cracking NASCAR finale, which will probably probably finish the Formula One and go straight in. In fact, you mentioned MotoGP because we can spend all of a Sunday watching the <laughs> motorbikes. Then we'll have the Formula One, and then we'll have the um, NASCAR. What a brilliant motorsport on Sunday! Don't plan to do anything on Sunday. Because as Paul just mentions, MotoGP could have that wonderful Portimao track in the Algarve Grand Prix. Um, of course, Fabio Quattararo has already won it, the French guy. Uh, but Moto2 still got um, the Remy Garda, the Aussie boy, holding on to a reasonable lead. And then Moto3's got Pedro Costa holding on to a reasonable lead. And uh, they still got two rounds to go. So there's still two championships to be settled. More Valentino Rossi love, I'm sure, um, in, in Portugal for him. So, yeah, MotoGP, exciting stuff. So it's, it's quite a big Sunday coming up, even though we're getting towards the end of the season. And even though Formula 1, is it five more races, including Mexico, incredible. I think? Incredible. It's incredible. It goes on until... When does it go on to? Where's my little note? Right the way through. I've lost it now. December, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's just incredible how the season is now for these guys. But it's great for us as a fan. Uh, yeah. Nothing yeah, quite tiring on, on the on the not so much the drivers because, like you said, Lando's living the life of uh, luxury, flying back <laughs> whenever he wants to do what he wants, coming for your birthday dinner. But the teams and everybody behind it, it's exhausting work having such a long season. But they still yeah. have a lot to catch up with uh, NASCAR. And finally, the sporting highlight of last weekend for you must have been Watford. Yes, this is a podcast for motorsport, but it's his birthday I mean, weekend, so it's only fitting. What a person. What a birthday present that was. I know. A wonderful birthday. I've had so many lovely messages on Twitter and on Love Cars. And uh, I was very touched by the amount of messages that came through from all around the world. And then great Friday night out with Lando turning up for my party. You know? <laughs> nice of him to turn Nice of you to turn up, Lando. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and then uh, we stayed in London at Airbnb. Lovely. Yeah, the whole family, just me and the boys. And then went to Watford with a bit of a hangover on, on the Saturday and watched Watford win. And um, came home and had another Sunday lunch with my brother. So, yeah, it's been a wonderful weekend. So I've got to get back, got to, get back to work now. Yeah, let's do some work. Well, on that note, thanks for joining. Um, next week should be an absolute humdinger. Until yeah. then, see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.